lift off and the clock has started. Welcome to That Pixel Life. This is episode 177, recording on February 6, 2022. My name is Zach Anderson, and this week we are discussing the next GTA Halo, releasing trailers during football. Uh, some more delays that are on the way. Please hold your gasps of shock. And to do this, I have with me as always Mr. Justin Does It Play DVDs Carter. DVD. Oh, hi. Dude, I know Hi. it was a uh, it was pretty funny. My my dad called me today, and mm-hmm. he his laptop is from like 2012, and okay. I guess he's uh, trying to do his taxes, and he bought TurboTax at like Sam's Club, like the actual fucking disc. Which I'm like, you don't need to do that anymore. You can just go into the website, like. Yeah. And I guess his computer is so old, like he's still running Windows 8, and they're like, yeah, you need Windows mm-hmm. 8.1 to even install this. So oh, he was geez. trying to add. He was trying to ask me about like upgrading the Windows 10 or whatever, but I'm going to go with him tomorrow to Best Buy because he just wants to get a new laptop anyway for work and stuff. Mm. And I was telling him, I'm like, man, by the way, I'm like, even when we get you a new laptop, I'm like, it's probably not going to have a CD drive in it. And he's like, what? And I was like, yeah, I was like, dude, most of that, they haven't done that for like years. I'm like, that's like obsolete technology at this point. I was like, your TurboTax probably has a code that you can redeem for uh you know but you're not going to be able to install anything on it and he's like well i have all these like dvds though what am i going to do with them and i'm like i don't know i'm like buy a fucking dvd player i guess i'm like dude i'm like you watch netflix and shit i'm like i have never once in my life seen you watch a fucking dvd like (laughs) why do you care like why do you have this sentiment of like oh my 20 dvds that i own i'm like dude you never watched any of them like why do you even care like it doesn't matter it's just it's just i could justin i could it's like well this potentially i'm like if you want get an external cd drive i guess but again i'm like that's pointless like just you don't use it just stream everything at this point it doesn't matter man it's like yeah maybe save the 150 dollars that external drive is going to cost you and you know just apply it to your netflix (laughs) exactly so i'm like dude i was like that's so funny i'm like you're dating yourself old man Right. The, uh, yeah. But when, when my wife and I first moved in together, what, 12 years ago now, <laughs> we had a whole room in our apartment that was just our media. That was my DVD collection and her DVD collection and games and books. It was an entire room lined with bookcases that was just movies and it, made, it was like 90% DVDs and Blu rays. And then games and books. And by the time we moved out of that apartment three years later, we got rid of almost all of it. Like it was just in that window, DVDs had become just obsolete. You know, it was just one of those like, and it sucked to like get rid of that collection. But at the same time, we never touched it. It was cool to look at. 
it was cool to look at, but it's like, what? I'm never, why am I moving this again? You know, like, no, it's, it's done. Right. I only own like maybe like 20 DVDs. And even like the past 10 years, I can maybe count on one hand the number of times where Megan was like, oh, I kind of want to watch Pacific Rim or whatever. And it's like, okay, grab yeah. the Blu-ray off the shelf. But it's like, really, it's like, Dude, you just stream it or just fucking rent it or I'll just download it and put it on the fucking hard drive and we can watch it. Like, it doesn't matter. The DVDs I own now or Blu-rays, I should say, I own now are mainly so we can play them in the car when we're driving on road trips for the kids. So it's like, I've got some Disney movies. I've got the Lego movie, Lego Batman. You know, like those are the Blu-rays I own these days. Otherwise, it's just like, eh, not worth it. I don't know. I don't, I don't want stuff. I don't want stuff in my house. Yeah, my dad bought a portable DVD player, like the one time for like road trips and stuff back mm-hmm. in the day. But again, it's like we don't watch DVDs. And he bought like a couple. I'm like, cool. Now we can watch fucking Wild Hogs on the road. Like, I mean, well, if that's a dad ass movie, right <laughs> yeah. there, like, that's like, of course, that's what he's picking. You know, your dad was watching Tim Allen being like, oh, yeah, you get him, Tim. That's yeah, he's like revving that hog. He's like, uh, uh, yeah. uh. <laughs> you, you do that noise a little too well, sir. I have to, I years have to say. Of, years of practice. Yeah, years of hearing the wild hogs on road trips. Um, Jesus. Uh, but yes, so as you can tell, uh, I sound a lot better this week. I have acquired yeah. a new microphone. So. Yeah. How was your birthday by Mr. 47 Candles over here? Uh, 43. (laughs) Calm down. Calm down. I'm not there yet. Just pump the brakes. Uh, It was fine. It was fine. It was a birthday. It was fine. It was Um, a birthday. Pick out a nice grave plot. Yeah. It's one of those, like, it's not a big one. You know, it's not, it's not 40. It's not 45. It was a Thursday. There's still like COVID weirdness. So like no one's coming around. It was just one of those like, yeah, I got a lot of text messages and like, hey, happy birthdays. And that's it. And I moved on with my day. You know, I still had to go to work. Like, I still had to go to work, yeah. My wife made me a, uh, so my go-to on birthdays is yellow cake with chocolate frosting. So mm. got into some, got into some goodness there. I got a, oh, I got an Oculus for my birthday that I have not even taken out of the box yet. Because I have had literally no time since then to to operate it so um but yeah so i've got an oculus sitting in a box and i got a new microphone we're, we're back in business baby we're back it's all coming together you're gonna be all... ready for the metaverse in no time my friend yeah it's all coming up millhouse uh just in time <laughs> for facebook to go under but yeah. yeah that was that was one of my favorite um one of my favorite stories from the week was uh, how Facebook's market cap fell off a cliff when it came out that they lost users, their their user base shrank for the first time in company history uh, the last quarter of the last year. And, uh, you know, that started the panic. I think Facebook as a company lost almost $300 billion in market cap over the week or something like that. Uh, mass panic within the company about people, you know, who are borrowing against their stock options and all that type of stuff that all of a sudden they're worth way less than they were a week ago. Um, but yeah, I, I just found it incredibly funny how it's like, we're meta now and we're going to the metaverse and we're putting $10 billion into metaverse R and D. And like, 
not even countrywide, like worldwide, people are like, no, don't do that. We don't want that. No, we don't want that. Like, don't. And they're like, fuck you. Yes, you do. And we're going to prove it. We're going to prove that you want this. And like everything they've released has just been people going more and more like, no, okay, I really don't want, I really don't. Like, please stop. Like, no one wants this. Please just stop. And then, you know, apparently people are now leaving Facebook on top of all that and it's uh it's caused mass panic so yeah i had to watch a youtube video on it because i was like what the fuck even happened i'm like i didn't hear Mm -hmm. anything that actually happened and in the video it basically said that at the beginning or in the last year or whatever you know they had to do like projected earnings and stuff and then come like their end of 2021 like quarter review I guess they were way under what their projected earnings were at the beginning of the year. And then on top of them actually losing like user based stuff. And they basically said that anymore because, you know, Facebook has like ads fucking everywhere Mm -hmm. that like the even the ad revenue stuff isn't making what they were projecting because people don't really use Facebook for that. Like they use it for groups and messenger and that's pretty much it. So no one's even watching the ads. So the money they're supposed to be getting from the ads is way less than was projected and stuff. So, well also why would you like, I honestly, I don't, it's funny because how Facebook started as like a college kid thing, Mm -hmm. you know, in our lifetimes, that's how Facebook started was like, Oh, you had to go to a college to have a Facebook account. And now it's literally like, Oh, you're using Facebook regularly? You must be over 60 years old. Yeah, and that's what they said. Like, is they're like, dude, everyone's just going to Instagram and TikTok and stuff, and the only one who basically uses Facebook anymore are just old people. Mm-hmm. Just keep I mean, in touch in re- with like, the kids. <laughs> in reality, that's like very basically why I still have Facebook is so I can like keep in touch with older relatives now. That's like literally my main reason for still having Facebook. It's it's funny, but um, yeah. Other, other than that, fuck Facebook. They can burn in hell. Um, <clears throat> anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, should we talk about? Um, I guess we could talk about Suicide Squad getting pushed till twenty twenty three. Again, none of these delays are really shocking to me. I mean, it would have to be like Horizon getting delayed when it's coming out in two weeks. That would shock me. But, um, I mean, they didn't really show anything of this game yet. And so it doesn't shock me at all that Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League got pushed to 2023. What the thing about that, though, Justin, is, okay, say this game comes out in 2023. I'm still not sure about that, by the way. Like, this (laughs) very, very possibly could go 2024. Um... It will have been, let's do the quick math, eight years since Rocksteady released the last Batman game. Their last yeah, game. Yeah, that's rough. And eight years. And it's like, what have you been doing this whole time? Like how many, okay, in your estimation, in those eight years, how many dead projects were there? Like how many things did they start gearing up on and then bail before they landed on this? I'd say at least three. You think at least three? I'd say like, yeah, it's like, you know, three years, like two, two to three years in a project bail, like two, another, maybe two years into something bail. Mm -hmm. And then like another two, three years. And then they're finally like, okay, guys, we need to put something out on the table. Like we're, we're starving here. We got, we need some content. 
which which one of those three is something that could actually come out? Like, what's something that we can grind on for two years? And- If you just heard a fun sound effect there, uh, you probably have figured out this sounds a little worse than it did before. Well, we had to switch to a backup. So sorry about that. And uh, hey, let's continue on with the show. So, Justin, what if I told you that the biggest story in video games this month or, or this calendar year, I should say, in the year of our Lord, 2022, uh, was not Microsoft spending $70 billion on Activision. And it was not Sony spending $3 billion on Bungie. But Grand Theft Auto actually came out and said, hey, guys, we're actually making GTA 6. Yeah, I mean, do you I think that's the biggest story? Because I do. I don't. I mean, it's been trending on Twitter like ever since they announced it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at this point, like I could only imagine if they actually came out and said that. Like while either of those were trending, I wonder like if it would have dwarfed the amount of like impact and stuff that Microsoft and yeah. Sony had. Being like, yeah, guys, we're, we are indeed working on Grand Theft Auto Six, and then everyone's losing it online. And it's one of those things where like, of course you're making Grand Theft Auto Six. I mean, you released. Grand Theft Auto 5 almost a decade ago and it's still the number one game like running away it's the biggest money making media thing in the planet like no shit you're making your Grand Theft Auto 6 one of my favorite comments I saw on Twitter was some dude was like yeah uh, for Grand Theft Auto 6 this one should take place in the wild west Like, that's I would a like pretty that. Solid joke. <laughs> yeah, I would like that. That's pretty good. And do you think? Th- where do you think they go with this one? Do you think it's another like Los Santos or Vice City or? Like I've seen a lot of people about it, and like some people were throwing out that uh, it should take place in like Spain, like a, mm. a foreign country. One would be pretty cool. Um, which I could totally get down with that. That could be pretty cool. Um, kind of take a page out of like Assassin's Creed's book or something, just like sure. moving it to like a different continent. There's something very American about Grand Theft Auto, though, even though I know it's not made by Americans, but there's something very like parody of America about Grand Theft Auto, and putting it in a non American setting seems weird to me. <laughs> Dude, it would be pretty funny to do it in, like, the UK, and then you have to drive yeah. on the opposite side of the road, and then there's, like, an achievement for hitting a car on the wrong side of the road, and the achievement's, like, fucking Americans. Right? That'd be <laughs> Like, great. hitting a car in the wrong lane. Or just, uh, they do a mashup where you just, like, have to jack the Forza Festival that's happening in the UK, and, and like, steal a bunch of those kids' cars or something. Um, That'd be pretty good. I think Chicago would totally work for a Grand Theft Auto. Like, uh, yeah, I could see some shy town. Yeah, like Midwest craziness, you know. Texas, you could do a Texas one, like a modern Red Dead. That'd be kind of cool. No country for old men, bullshit, you know. Sixteen killer just mowing down 
Yeah, I'm down. Uh, well, I mean, whatever it ends up being, it'll be like all the other Grand Theft Autos where I'll be super hyped to play it, play it for eight hours, get over it, and never touch it again. Uh, it's been my that's been my mo with Grand Theft Auto, like basically since four, is super hyped to play it, get it, play it for just until I get bored, and then I don't touch it. I don't know, like. The cousin, yeah, came, I mean, the cousin calling me to go bowling over and over again killed that killed that game for me, you know. Yeah, my big thing with Grand Theft Auto was never investing in the story or anything. It was just a sandbox, basically, for me to run around, fuck shit up in for a while. Oh, for sure. But that just gets like boring after a while, you know. It does, and that's why it's the fun. Like you do that for like a couple days, and then you put the game down, and then you don't return to it for like a month. <laughs> Right, and then you just let off a little steam, crash in some shit, and then you put it down again. I mean, I do know people though that play online like every day, like they're they're into GTA Five online, and so it doesn't shock me that it's taken them ten years to release a sequel because I'm sure online just prints money. But at the same time, it'd be interesting to see how they translate that. Like if they're going to move a lot of that stuff over like character progression wise, or if they're going to do like grand theft auto online two as part of this, you know, like they're going to have whole separate servers, that sort of thing. I'm, I'm that's actually the piece I'm way more curious about than just where's the next story going to be. Is I, I actually, they could get buck wild with that if they wanted to. Yeah, I actually saw a thing for Grand Theft Auto Online today, and someone was saying that, I guess in the game, because I haven't played online, but you have to, for their apartment, they didn't pay taxes, and I guess if you don't pay taxes in the game, you lose the ability to not only shower at your apartment, but there's like something else that you can do, and people are like, oh no, I can't shower, <laughs> haven't done that in years anyway, so you're oh, not taking anything away from me. And oh people God. were like, dude, I don't even want to pay taxes in real life. And you're making me fucking pay taxes in Grand Theft Auto online now. Like, I. Well, you know, in, in reality, they're probably teaching high school kids way more about paying taxes than actual high schools. So ain't that the truth? Right. Exactly. Speaking of horrible governments, uh, can we talk about the Halo TV series? Dude, I, it looks legit. Or the trailer launched, I should say. Yeah, it comes out in March, and I watched the trailer. Let me tell you, I, initially, it looked really good when they showed the first mm-hmm. teaser trailer for it, but in this one, we actually see some like Master Chief combat and stuff, and it actually yeah. looks really solid. Like It looks like some money was definitely invested over at Paramount and stuff into it. Oh, that like that energy sword looked real nice. Like it looked real good. And I I kind of I mean, above two minds, I get why they seem to have gone away from the standard Halo storyline and seem to be telling a new story. You know, there's a little uh there's a little heroes in there, save the cheerleader, save the world type thing where it's like find the Halo, save the world. And I'm like, okay, so we're we're looking for the Halo. We're not on the Halo yet or anything like that. So you got to imagine this first season is all going to be all about like, where is the Halo? We got to find the Halo. It's going to be the weapon that saves us, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but I like that the, they seem to be moving away from this, the video game canon. Because, A, 
they've messed that up so bad in the games <laughs> that I don't want that story as a as a TV show or a movie, you know, like that. It's just bad. So here's your chance to kind of fix it from a storytelling standpoint and and narratively in some in some capacities. But uh, but I'm curious because that's also like a tricky thing to do when you reinvent the wheel, so to speak, on that. You can get that really wrong. If it's not, it, it, it like it needs to be as good or better than the game, you know, or at least Halo one through three told mm-hmm. it needs to be at least that strong. And if it's not, it's just going to get roasted because your main base of people watching that are people that are familiar with Halo, you know, like or Halo adjacent. Like my wife would never watch that. She wouldn't give a shit, but she's going to watch it because I'm going to watch it. You know what I yeah. mean? And so there's your chance to bring those people in. Yeah, by making the story something completely new that isn't necessarily related to the games, it makes the buy-in for people who aren't familiar with Halo a lot easier to get in. And then, you know, maybe in like, I don't know, season two or three or something, they can Mm. start pulling in more of the video game references and stuff now that you're kind of invested in that universe. For sure. And and also... Like, I kind of enjoy going into this not knowing everything. I don't know every story beat as someone that's played through all these games. So it it can still be surprising to me. I'm not sitting there going like, oh, here's where the flood show up. Oh, looks, here's where the Arbiter shows up. Like, oh, OK, here's the here's the turn on Cortana. You know, like I'm, I'm yeah. sitting here like calling every story beat out. So uh, speaking of Cortana, do you like that she's not blue? It seems weird that they made her not blue. I mean, isn't she normally kind of like a bluish purple kind of color? Yeah, yeah. She's, you know, she's a computer lady. She's, she's blue. And in the, in the trailer, she's just, she's just a person, you know, like it, it's one of those, like, like she's still a projection, but they, she's not blue. And it just threw me off a little bit. Also, they changed Master Chief's voice, which seems really weird to me. Like, that's such an iconic voice from the video games. Why would you recast it for the show? It's not like it's not like you have a, an act. It, it make, makes me think that you're going to see his face. Right. Right. Like in the show, at some point, his helmet is going to come off and you're going to see his face and he's going to have to actually act. Otherwise, you would just Darth Vader that shit. And you would have right. the dude who does the video games do his voice. Or who knows, maybe they couldn't, like, get him for the first couple episodes. Master Chief will get, like, hit in the throat or something, and then all of a sudden his <laughs> voice is going to change. So Some grunt, like, energy blasts him in the throat, and all of a sudden he's like, I have one bullet, it's enough. Yeah, you know, he like, can't do big monologues anymore, he gets ready, so he can only do one-sentence one-liners and stuff now. <laughs> all of a sudden the games make way more sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Uh, but yeah, like uh, all in all, I'm, I'm, I'm into it. I'm probably going to watch it. I'm I'm pretty stoked about it. So glad to see we're on the same page about that. Um, I, I see you're dancing as we talk about this. That's nice. If 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 (laughs) people that people that aren't seeing this, the video, uh, Justin has decided to dance in his chair while we are talking about Halo. He's got the shoulders moving and everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's coming out. It's coming out in like a month. I'm excited for yeah. it. He's he's feeling it. He's feeling it. Um, are you also feeling the 2022 Yacht Club Games presentation? Because I hope you're ready for Shovel Knight, Justin. 
because boy, do we have more Shovel Knight. I mean, there is more Shovel Knight, but I'll be real <laughs> honest. Out of out of what they showed, Shovel Knight's not actually the thing I'm even most excited about. They actually have mm-hmm. a new IP that they showed, which is currently on Kickstarter right now. And it's, uh, God, I'm going to butcher the name. Was it Mina? Mina? Yeah, Mina. Uh, was it Mina the... The Hollower? Yeah, Mina the, the Hollower. Hollower. Yeah. yeah, and it looks... Uh, very, it's very reminiscent of the Game Boy Color kind of Link's Awakening, Oracle of Seasons, Ages kind of art style, and you play as a little mouse, and mm-hmm. of course, being like, that's kind of Yacht Club's wheelhouse is taking that kind of era of video game, but kind of modernizing it in kind of current day, um, you know, like graphics and like gameplay wise and stuff. I'm sure it's not going to be like you know, strictly D-pad where you probably have like angles and stuff like that, but the music, just like all the other Yakko games, fantastic. Like in the trailer, sounds great. Um, I saw them actually getting a lot of heat online after they did their announcement for it. People going, well, why do you even need Kickstarter? Like you have the money to make this. Like da, da, da. I, I will admit that that kind of raised a flag for me too. That seemed weird that so, they would just Kickstarter I my thing is I went on to the Kickstarter. I didn't back it, but I know people mm-hmm. who have and stuff. But the main thing that I see as to why they did a Kickstarter for this was they said um, the real reason for them is because the Kickstarter for Shovel Knight was so good. And it was mainly for them about building that community and then working with the community to make the best game. And that's kind of like what ended up happening with Shovel Knight. And that's kind of what they want Mm -hmm. to happen again is they want player feedback, basically, as they're building the game to get the best possible outcome for the game when it releases. And they're like, they straight up admitted, they're like, yeah, you know, we do we do have the money like we could have financed this ourselves. But for us, it's more about building a community. They want that Shovel Knight around this game like they have with the current one where they keep pumping out dlc and like different games in this universe and they kind of want to basically have this become their next shovel knight and build it out with people and stuff which i get like and at least they're upfront about that i feel like most people you know kind of like wrote it's like yeah they don't need that they would have released it regardless and stuff for them it's not really about like the goal of getting the money like they only had it set at like three hundred thousand dollars or something anyway which they hit in like 24 hours but for them it's more about just i think gauging player interest and stuff Mm -hmm. and building the game i mean it still seems weird to me that like it's just that's a problem that's been solved since you know what shovel knight was on kickstarter again 10 years ago 12 years ago at this point it's like you know there's early access on steam there's all these different ways you can do and build a community you have a huge community with shovel knight which is by the way the only game you make (laughs) and like people really like it and so it's like it, it doesn't seem like that big of a reach for me to have people just hey by the way there's a new thread on our discord for our new game come sign up it it guess what you probably get more people than the kickstarter i i don't like i don't know it just it it's one of those like i get i get their reasoning but it just still seems really weird to yeah me. i 
I can see that. Like, I do get that. That that is kind of you know, Kickstarter is more for like, hey, I need the money to make this happen. Like, if they were yeah. doing this, there's other platforms now outside of Kickstarter where they could have done something like this. That wasn't, hey, give us your money now for this, and we'll make it happen. Yeah. But you know, that being said, it it looks red. I mean, it it looks like a modern Game Boy Color game. It really does. Like, and. I'm curious to see how they run with that because because you can tell just by watching the trailer for it, the character moves way faster than any Game Boy character or, or Game Boy colored character ever did. You know, like yeah. there's there's a bunch of graphical things that a Game Boy color could have never done, but it's a hundred percent in that style, and I think that's really cool. So it'll be it'll be curious to see if it's more than just a nostalgia play, but uh, it at least looks interesting. Maybe Limited Run will release a Game Boy Color cart with it that you can play on your Dude, uh, that, that would be, analog pocket surpri- or something. I'm actually really surprised. Now that you say that, I didn't look at the Kickstarter goals. Like, that would have been a fun fucking Kickstarter goal. Would have been to get mm-hmm. a, like, little Game Boy Color cartridge thing with the picture of, like, the album artwork and stuff on it like it was an actual Game Boy Color game. Just to, like, display or have on your desk or whatever would have been really cool. Yeah, that would have been pretty sweet. Um, but yeah, the I think it's hilarious though that they're like, you know, Destructoid is is treating Mina the Hollower as like this like megaton nuclear bomb announcement of a game, and it's like uh, okay, like can we calm down <laughs> a little bit on that? Like, but yeah, it's not it that exciting. exciting. <laughs> But, I mean, it's the first new game from the people that make Shovel Knight, which has not made anything other than Shovel Knight for a really long time. Yet, coincidentally, it also involves digging. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, Shovel Knight's a game I I haven't, like, the, what was, I forget the, uh, the one with the Death Knight was the last one, the last one I, uh, I got involved with. And who yeah, knows the Plague how long Night. That... Yeah, Plague Night. Yeah. Was that the second or third one? Uh, I think that was the second one. So, yeah, it's it's one of those things where... So, I'm looking at... Sorry, I'm looking at the Kickstarter now, and uh, the physical game is the $100 pledge. But if you want the physical CD soundtrack, that's a $125 pledge. I'm not seeing any Game Boy Color carts. Sorry it's to say. opportunity, man. If you want to give them 200 bucks, they'll put your name in the credits. So, hey, you know, there's your Worth advertising. It. There's your advertising budget for uh, negative space. Yeah, right I'm, like, I'm like for the name. It's just going to be like my uh, at like it's going to be like a little short link. And then you click on it and it goes to my Steam yeah. page. <laughs> yeah, just it'll just say wish list now. Um, actually, actually. Now that we're talking about Steam and all that and early access and Kickstarter, I had something I wanted to ask you about. Yeah. So I've been I've been playing through some games. Uh, Timberborn, like I talked about, and that's in early access. And then, uh, you know, we've been playing Power Wash Simulator. Uh, Planet Crafter is another game I've really enjoyed. But the thing that all of them have in common, they're all in early access. Right. Mm-hmm. And updates come fleeting randomly 
Uh, there's never really a set schedule to them. Uh, and then I, I fired up They Are Billions the other day, which is an early access game I bought like two years ago that has since been completed. 1.0 has released. And it's incredibly polished compared to the last time I played it. Like, it's incredibly good, like, how many things they have fixed and made it better. And just, I started a fresh install, fresh go, fresh save. It just, the the way they teach you how to play the game is so much better than, than when I first tried it. And I really enjoyed it the first time. But it is, like, just improved in every single way. And And I guess that's my question is, hey, are early access games good? Like, is that a good thing? Because, like, I like Timberborn. I've probably got my 20 bucks out of it. But, like, I know the game that is going that that is going to be in two years will be way better than the one I'm playing right now. And it's like, so why why am I wasting my time playing this one now? I guess when they're still like, right. like they took like the last update took out a whole bunch of stuff. Because they're still figuring it out. And it's like, so why am I working so hard to like learn these systems when they could just literally change in an instant? Because, oh shit, that didn't work. We got to rip all that out. You know, like that sort of thing. So I guess, I guess that's where I'm coming around to is like, maybe these aren't good. Like maybe that, maybe there is something to waiting for like a proper release. Like, and it's hard. It's, it's a hard thing to gauge. And I know it's challenging and it's been brought up, I think over the years too with like mm-hmm. when early access games first started because you kind of run that risk of you know it may never leave early access you don't know like they might just quit developing it and it's just you mm-hmm. get what you basically paid for and the game is just what it is at the end and that's it um and i know there's been games like uh the that deedlet wonder labyrinth deedlet game that i played that was on early access when i played yeah. it and but for the most part when i played it it was polished it's just you can only access certain parts of the game like there was the five acts and it's like when i played it i had only had up to act 3 and then when okay. they did the next update i got act 4 and then they did act 5 and then they released the game and stuff so but it wasn't clunky like there weren't issues and stuff when i played it and it's one of those things where like do i think that game really should have been early at like it's not one of the games that i feel that style of game the castle metroidvania style game doesn't really benefit i think from early access like the we are building like the stuff like that where it's more has that replay value and stuff i think mm-hmm. the type of game that's more beneficial for early access because it's like once you know you beat it you beat it like there's sure. no it's a set level it's like whatever it's like, i'm not going to go back and play it again unless like you know i want to play through the entire game again in like one go instead of playing it in little bits and pieces like i did but i know i've invested in early access games before that you know i tried it and it was clunky whatever and it's just I never returned back to it. Like I'm sure it's probably out at this point and it probably was better, but it just didn't really engage with me right away. And I never really felt a need or want to even go back and give it a second shot. Uh, But, you know, it's kind of crazy to see how on like Xbox one and stuff, they have early access games and stuff. Yeah. And And it's starting on on PlayStation and it's starting on PlayStation now too. 
yeah know? the fact that there's it's that's even possible on console and that they're like allowing that and stuff that's pretty wild to me so i feel like as a whole early access has kind of become more accepted in like regards like that but again it's still one of those things where you can get easily get burned like oh, yeah. doing that like it might well, never and, get polished or it might just leave such a bad taste in your mouth that like i don't like to your point like i don't care if they fix it i'm done yeah you know that's what's wild though is like what you said i've actually never seen them rem- straight up remove shit from the game usually it's just bugs and improving stuff and adding stuff i've never seen them actually that i knew of anyway take well, yeah. away something from the game if, if you go through the timberborn stuff because so like when i played it uh, it was right after their last update was when I bought it. But if you go through the Discord and stuff, apparently they changed, like, all of the mining in it because it was, like, people were exploiting the hell out of it. And so they were like, okay, we're ripping all of this out and kind of rebuilding how yeah. the mining works in the game. And, like, there was, like, revolt on the on the Discord because <laughs> people were like... Because, you know, people get used to playing how they're playing. Yeah. And, and, and they like the certain things that they're doing. And then when they get taken away, they're like, well, now I don't like this. Well, they like exploiting the system that they, they, they figure like, Oh, cool. We got over on them. We can do this, you know, and, and all that stuff. And, and the developers are like, no, that isn't how this was supposed to be at all. Um, Oh crap. Like, okay, we're going to fix this. And yeah. So, but and, I don't know, man, like, and see with that, that that's the building the community and stuff. And that's the thing. And I think that's kind of what they need to learn is if your player base likes exploiting the system, like don't piss those people. Like these are the people that are paying for your game now yeah. and whatever, like, you know, don't rip it out together, but maybe find a compromise in the middle that like makes your gameplay still about the same or whatever, but it's less exploitable, but give them some wiggle room to be able mm-hmm. to pull off some baby shit that they were doing still. Cause otherwise you don't want to alienate your current player base yeah. just in the hopes of like impressing like what future player base people, when these people are the ones giving you the current feedback and helping you build the game right now. See Pla- planet crafter. I found very interesting because what they did is they essentially made a very small version of the game. And they called it Prologue, and they released it as a free download. And you can wishlist the main game if you want. But I think that gives them a lot of wiggle room because it's not the main game. That one isn't out yet. But it's their quote-unquote early access build that does everything the main game does. So they can play with a bunch of stuff in there, but not not piss off the whole community because it's not the main game. And they're very upfront about like, oh, we're adding stuff all the time. We're we're doing things all the time in this and seeing how you guys like it before it winds up in the main game. You know, that sort of thing. And I think that's really smart because I, I haven't paid for it. I've put probably 20 hours into that shit, but I haven't paid for it. You know, and, and I'm enjoying all their updates that they're doing. Like I keep I go back in when I see there's an update just to see what they've done. And and it's fun in that way. And like, I'm hundred percent in on that game when it drops, I'm hoping this year, but it's a very small team and we'll see. Uh, but you know, or, or like how power wash simulator is where it's like, it's when I bought it, it was like a $15 game and they just keep adding levels. And it's like, yeah, here's the next level. And here's the next level. And here's the next level. And 
you know, when they hit 1.0, it'll probably be 20 levels or something like that. And they've got multiplayer and great, you know, and, and, and Lord knows I've gotten my money out of that. So, um, yeah, it's just interesting to me how with, with these games, how it's becoming, like you said, it's, it's now in the console space. It's, it's totally ubiquitous with just video games, especially on the PC the access release of it. And yeah, man, I don't know. Like it's, it's interesting. Yeah. The most successful early access game I can ever think of that I actually bought was probably Minecraft. I bought the alpha version back in. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yep. 2009. And the only reason I bought it was because my, both my roommates at the time bought it. So it was like 14 bucks and they're like, yeah, you'll get all the future updates for free and whatever. And there was, maybe like eight types of blocks. There was maybe like three enemies. There was the skeleton spider. Oh, four. There was skeleton spider creeper. And then I think the zombie and that was it. And there was just running around and you could just like, you had your typical, I don't even think when it came out, there was even the pickaxe or anything. I think everything was just the hands and you're just like, do, 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 do. (laughs) And you know, we would just run around and like build little, out of fucking dirt and shit and play together on a server and make like little zelda like pixel art shit out of like colored blocks or whatever and it like slowly like evolved and got more and more and then it's like i look at it today now with actual like npc characters and towns and bosses and levels and shit and magic and i'm like dude this is beyond anything when i fucking played this like so many (laughs) years ago yeah, my Minecraft now is, is stunning, especially now that they have the whole like graphical update, like the dust particles and all this shit, and, like water oh, effects. Yeah. It it looks nuts compared to what it was. Yeah, like when it first launched, it was like the most rudimentary thing ever. But do you remember they it never got released? But do you remember when Microsoft did that whole like Minecraft 2.0 update thing that they showed? And graphically, it looked like really different, like all polished, like it didn't look blocky. There was like, there was one E3, I can't remember which one it was. It might have been 2017 or 2018, where it was like, and here's like the future of Minecraft. And it was one of those like, that looks awesome, but also no one wants that. Like people want the blocky ass Minecraft, you know? Right. I remember when they had like, what was it with the Google Glass thing or whatever, where they're like, this is how the future of Minecraft. And it was like Hollow the 3D, Lens. like, yeah, the, yeah. yeah, all the things. Like, you can see the entire world. And with your fingers, you're like poking blocks and stuff. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, no one's going to pay like three grand for your Hollow Lens thing to play Minecraft. That being said, that looked rad. No, I, I remember thinking, I was like, dude, this is like the most baller shit I've ever yeah. seen in my life. Dude, you know whatever Kim.com is rocking that shit in his house, you know? Um but yeah. Uh well I guess we should talk a little bit about what we have been playing. Um so uh, I'm assuming you're 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 in with more Yu-Gi-Oh! this so, week. So yes, if I if I want to if I'll start what I've been playing this week. I mm-hmm. did did play more Yu-Gi-Oh! this week, and I know I texted you guys, I actually um, I played my first couple matches of online and uh, one of the things too that I really explored with the new Yu-Gi-Oh game and that I actually really like more than Arena, which Arena would do, is their crafting system for cards 
is mm. so fucking nice. Like, I love it. It's way better than Arena. So you have the ability that when you open boosters, normally for, like, Arena, when you open boosters and you get have more than, like, your four copies and stuff, it'll just, I guess sometimes it auto-converts it or something into, like, a, okay, you have a normal or, like, whatever. With this one, it doesn't auto-convert. But you can um, specifically, there's like a button where you're like, okay, convert everything that I have that's more than like the three copies and stuff, and it will mm-hmm. auto can break it down and stuff in the new materials. But just for cards in general, you can break them down into resources to craft other cards. And so for like your super rares, every time you like break down a super rare, it's you get like. 10 points it costs 30 points to craft the super rare and you get 10 super rare points and then if it's a special kind of like foil or like whatever hollow version of the card it's like 15 instead of 10 so you get like a little bit more if it's prismatic i think it's like 20 or something so if you happen to open a higher quality version of the card you get a little bit more when you break it down but that's nice because i wanted to build a zombie mill deck like that's one of my decks i like to I have it in real life. I like to play it. I play it on my other Yu-Gi-Oh games. So I'm like, dude, I want to hunt down these cards. And I was trying to open them in packs and stuff. And I got some of them. But it's like, dude, you know, a lot of this deck is a lot of ultra rares and super rares and stuff. And it's like, you know, you only get so many in a pack. And I only get so many gems from playing and doing whatever. So I'm like, well, I want to build this deck. That's what I really want. And so I was just going through and all these this shit like pendulum summoning and like cards that's like I know I'll never use like ever even building normal decks. I could just fucking get rid of them and make the materials to build cards that I actually do want, which, you know, I wish Arena did. Like, you know, there's cards in Arena. It's like I would never use. And if I could break them down to get wild cards and stuff so I can actually craft cards that I will use, that'd be fantastic. Um, so I built my zombie mill deck and my very first game, it was so funny. This dude, like typical, like all the complaints about Yu-Gi-Oh are that, you know, most people on their first turn take like a 10, 15 minute turn, just special summoning a bunch of shit and doing whatever. And that's basically what happened to me, except I drew a terrible starting hand and this dude's just going off every turn, just special summoning a bunch of shit. And it's like, this comes on the field, this comes on the field. And then he Link summons this and then Synchro summons this. And then he's like playing all these face down draws like five cards. And I'm just like sitting there taking my turn. I'm like, yep, I play a face down card in my turn. And then it's my turn. I'm like, hi, I flip it face up. And he's like, counter that shit. And you're not doing this, oh. negate this effect. And I'm just sitting there not doing anything. And I'm just like, well, I'll just go like make a sandwich and wait for him to take his turn. But yeah. it got to the point where he special summoned so much shit from his deck and drew so many extra cards, and he even played this one card, Max C, that's a hand trap thing, that when you special summon cards, it lets him draw cards, and I'm like, dude, I don't care if you draw cards, I'm trying to mill you out, which I don't think he realizes that's what I'm trying to do, since I haven't gotten to do shit so far, I just played a couple zombies and did nothing, and (laughs) so I'm like, yeah, draw all the cards you want, buddy, like, you got 10 cards in your hand, good job, draw some more, man, and it got to the point where he had maybe 10 cards left in his deck and I'm just sitting there. And I'm like, dude, I just need one fucking turn. Like, let me do something for one turn and I'm going to mill him out. And <laughs> my turn finally came and I'm like, all right. And I played like my like mill zombie and stuff. And I'm like, you got anything for it? And he didn't have anything to react. And I'm like, the coast is clear, bitch. And I just started special summoning zombies and milled them out. And I had a oh, hundred nice. life points left. And I'm like, dude, he was probably sitting there like, no. And then started milling. He's like, no. And then all his cards are gone. 
And so that was pretty great. I was like, dude, I hope this dude chucked this fucking switch across the room after I milled him out because he made me sit there and wait through all his bullshit turns. You're like, suffer, suffer, yeah. bastard. Exactly. I'm like, eat a dick, my man. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I played more played more Yu-Gi-Oh! I also played more of the Bloodborne D-Make, which was uh, pretty fun. It's like really hard because graphically you know there's it's trying to recreate the experience of playing a ps1 game so turning the camera you use the trigger buttons and yeah like graphically instead of like they do some stuff where it's kind of hard to see sometimes and it's like fun like i i'm still in this like beginning kind of area and i get lost all the time because everything kind of just looks the same mm-hmm. it's it's funny because Normally in Bloodborne stuff like with the gun you lock on the enemies and you can shoot and whatever. I wasn't doing that. I couldn't figure out how to lock on the people, so I was just like, oh, you might not be able to do that, whatever. So I'm just firing my gun like wildly, hoping I hit stuff and whatever. I found out that pushing the X button was basically how you lock on to people, and I'm like, oh my god. And then it's like I unlocked easy mode almost. I'm like, dude, now I can actually lock on to people and target them. I can shoot them with my gun. I can hit them, and then that way I'm locked onto them. I can sidestep and then hit them from the side, and it made my life so much easier. So I was like, awesome. So I got to play more of that, and, you know, it's it's pretty fun. I like a lot of the stuff that they do, like the music and sound effects sounds straight up from, like, a PS1 game. Even, like, little glitchy kind of stuff, like mm-hmm. walk, like being able to turn the camera on the opposite side of a door that you can't walk through, and your player's kind of half, like, walking through the door and stuff. They do some really funny uh glitches and stuff like that there was one part where because to upgrade in bloodborne to upgrade your character you have to talk to the doll that's in the dream world and at one point when i went back i was like okay i have some nice like blood echoes i can probably get like a couple levels to upgrade my vitality or whatever i went back and she was gone and I'm like, oh, really? uh, yeah, I was like, I didn't kill her or anything. I'm like, where the fuck did she go? And I was like, maybe she didn't load or something. So then I went back and then like trying to reloaded back in. She like still wasn't there. And I was like, I'm like okay, yeah, she can't, she can't leave the dream in Bloodborne. So like, yeah. So I was like, this is weird. And then I just like, was like, whatever. And ran around for 10 more minutes and then eventually went back to go buy some items or something. She was suddenly there. And I'm like, I don't know if that's a bug or if that's, like, an intentional thing that they did to, like, fuck with people. I don't really know. But uh, the other thing I played this week, though, the new thing, I'm excited dusting off some uh, games that I didn't get to play in 2021, is I started playing some uh, Death's Door. Oh, yeah. Tell me about that. Yeah, so Death's Door, I'll tell you right now. So right out the gate, I was aggressively rolling around and fell off the level multiple times in the very <laughs> beginning stage like you very dark souls ish in the you can just walk off the level and i was yep. aggressively just rolling around in the opening little section with all the other birds and i just like whoop. so i went into like the very first level with like half my health because i fell off multiple times but i like the humor in it like the names like chandler the handler is yeah. probably my favorite like that's cute i like reading all the people's names i like the fact that cutting a sign in half and reading it it's like you're reading half the sign like the little cute kind of world building stuff that they did is pretty funny um i also really dig the level design like the level design is really solid it's like a very solid kind of uh like links awakening like a link between worlds kind Mm -hmm. of style level design where 
you go around and it's like you unlock gates and stuff. So that way it's like, yeah, you know, when you load back in through this door, you're always going to start here. But because you already progressed through the level now, like these sections are open, so you don't have to run through all this shit again. You can just kind of beeline your way straight to the boss or straight to wherever you were trying to get to, which I always appreciate the fact that I mean, it's nice. too. you can just kind of run past the enemies and stuff, too, and roll. They don't really pose too much of a threat. And most of the enemies die in one to three hits anyway. Uh, which is, you know, always appreciated too. And it does kind of, I see a lot of the comparisons to Dark Souls and they're like studying yeah. enemy movements and stuff. Like certain ones will kind of dash at you. Some just kind of fly around. So some do the roll thing and then you have to wait and hit and then they lay on their stomach. So there's like timed moments and stuff. And when they do the pile everything kind of on top of you, Devil May Cry style, where it's like spawning in and you kind yeah, of fly. Yeah, like, that, like, salt and sanctuary, too. Yeah. Thing. yeah, where you're like, all right, I'll take these guys out real quick because they're only going to take one hit, and then this dude is going to take a minute to kind of charge up and run at me, so then I can take these two out and then take him out. Um, I <laughs> I did like the, the first boss is that how, like, the moving tower thing which is very similar to one of the bosses in titan souls which is their previous game that the you know i never played that i never played titan that souls before. is good titan souls is fun and it's hard in the sense it's basically just a boss rush game but the entire concept mm-hmm. is all the bosses die in one hit but you also die in one hit oh. and your weapon is a bow and arrow but you only have one bow so when you shoot it you have to run and go pick it up like if you miss oh you have only and, one arrow Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. you have like one shot at killing the boss, and then if you don't, you have to run and go grab it really oh, quick. Geez. So it's about like surviving long enough to get your opportunity to kill the boss. And okay. there is a house building boss very similar to the boss that's in here. So I thought it was funny that I like when the other games they're able to reference other games that they've made before as kind of Easter eggs and stuff in the current game. They're like, wait, I, really- I saw version 1.0 of this. Yeah, so I like the fact that they have, like, references to that and stuff, which is really cool. I'm at the point now where I'm in the witch's territory, and I was telling you a little bit before the podcast, mm-hmm. it was funny, just running through. I'm like, oh, you know, running through, doing puzzles, and I came into one room, and all I backtracking through one room, and all of a sudden the witch was there, and she's, like, this big, you know, shonky witch, and she's just, oh, yeah. like, sitting on the screen. She scared the shit out of me because I'm running back through something i've already been through so i'm not expecting anything to be in the room since i already cleared it out and all of a sudden she's just standing there and it took me a minute to like register that something was there that wasn't there before and it startled me and i was like oh shit and then she kind of like and then like disappears and i'm like (laughs) jesus christ i was like i'm gonna probably have to fight her here soon but i'm i'm really liking it so far it's kind of been my like play it for like an hour at night kind of game and then go to bed yeah Oh, for sure. It, that that game is perfect for that, except for when you get two way boss and you have the like, no, I can win. I yeah. got to do one more. I I got this. I can win. I can do this. I can do. I like when I got to the witch. Actually, that battle, it was one of those where I probably died eight times, nine times before I got it, and it was every time was like, I'm so close. I just got it. I, I, I can do this. Oh, my God. Dude, the, the house boss was like that for me because I was ready for bed. And I'm like, well, I'm mm-hmm. at the boss. So let me just beat him real quick. So then I can like save and go back out or whatever. And I kept like aggressively rolling. I got I was aggressively rolling. I got knocked off the level a couple times. And 
I wasn't timing my stuff right. Like, he was swinging around. I'm like, oh, I could probably just beat through his attacks and stuff. So yeah. I probably died, like, six times fighting him just because I was being super impatient with it. And then finally, I'm like, fine, I'll wait. Let him go in, do the Dark Souls thing, like, swing a couple times and back roll out. Swing a couple times, back roll out. Like, I guess I'll play it that way. So that's what I had to finally do to win because I was trying to be too aggressive rolling around just trying to lay in as many hits as possible. Mm-hmm. It's it's fun. It's a it's a really solid game, and I think uh, I think it does what it it sets out to do extremely well. You know, like it's it feels very polished when you're playing. Yeah. It. So, uh, what have you been playing this week? Ah, so I mean, Shannon talked about it last week, but man, I've I God damn it, I'm so hooked on Pokemon Legends Arceus. Yeah, like, I want to hear your experience. Since I heard Shan's experience with it, I yeah. want to hear your experience. Have you been enjoying it? Uh, I have been enjoying it, let me tell you. There's something extremely refreshing about a Pokemon game that takes all of the emphasis off of trainer battles and the uh, the need to, you know, have these random encounters to level up and everything. Like, they they've essentially... Like I listened to what Shannon said last week and and I'm not going to repeat everything he said, but part of the joy about going back to the past in this world is, and like, you know, building the first Pokedex for all this stuff is it puts all the, the emphasis on like you level up and, and evolve Pokemon and stuff through research. It's like your Pokedex is like, Oh, you need to catch like 12 of these dudes. See, this move that they that they're known for three or four times uh see if you can evolve one try to catch a big one you know like it's all this stuff where it's like it's information gathering for for all this and it just it's so refreshing that it's not like oh you saw schoolboy jim and now he wants to battle (laughs) you with his bug pokemon you know like it's like i i like that pokemon are fucking terrifying for these people like it's hilarious to me when you're like, oh, I've got a Starly, which is like a goddamn, you know, sparrow. And people are like, oh, my God, keep it away from me. Ah, it's uh. going to kick my ass. You know, and it's like, um, it's a it's it's a bird. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, I don't. OK. Um, but it's fun as like the, the as the game goes along, like you're starting because you are so much like kicking ass and taking names in the world of Pokemon that people start to like try things it's like all of a sudden it's like oh i've got the can i borrow one of your pokemon to like help till the soil so you i gave the dude a graveler and he like flipped over all the soil in like 10 seconds and the guy's like oh my god this is amazing like why haven't we been using pokemon for this this whole time like holy crap you know like this is great and then like the one guy that owns a restaurant he's like yeah i got one of these fire types and and it's like I don't need my ovens anymore because it's cooking all the food for me. It's fantastic. Like, you know, so like as the game's going along, like people are learning that like, oh, these Pokemon are super helpful. Like, I don't need to be so terrified of them. Um, so that's that's really fun to see, like kind of the world change around as you're going. But it's also hilarious because, you know, you come from the future, you show up in shorts and T-shirt with a cell phone and People are like, I don't know, like, what you're doing here, but okay. And so you you are just like, I don't understand the big deal. These are Pokemon. Like, all right, like, I'm just going to go catch these things. And people, it, like, blows people's minds that you just don't 
care and are like super not afraid of Pokemon, you know, like, and, and it's, it's, so it's fun to see like how people react to your character and then how people just react to Pokemon in general. But also Pokemon are looking to fuck you up, dude. Like you go wander around in the world and they like, will stare you down. And all of a sudden the like metal gear, solid exclamation point appears above their heads. And they're like, Oh, it's on. You looked at me sideways, motherfucker. I'm, yeah. I'm coming for you. I saw this one video of this person. They were trying to catch some Pokemon that was, like, far away, and they went to, like, throw the ball, and it, like, messed up. Like, the ball didn't work when they're, like, what? And the camera yeah. rotates, and there was, like, this level 40, like, red-eyed, like, Garchomp, like, standing yeah. right behind them, and they're, like, oh, shit! And, like, it's, like, run away. <laughs> yeah. As he's, like, getting ready to, like, bite them. Yeah, so the red-eyed Pokemon, they're they're oversized and they've got red eyes. Those are the alpha Pokemon. And so usually that's one of your rare breeds. Um, it's like our evolved forms will be the the alphas in the area. And what's cool about them is if you catch them, they stay huge. So, like, I've got the alpha Snorlax and, like, the alpha, like, uh, uh, let's see, uh, I've got an alpha Starly, which I found hilarious. So it's like you throw out the Starly and it's like this monster size, like it's bigger than you are, you know, but it's still just a Starly. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And um, so I think I th- that's really cool. It's 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 just so refreshing to play a game like this after c- especially coming from like Sword and Shield and then the Shining Diamond uh, remake and all that stuff to come back to Pokemon, but with a completely fresh set of eyes. I wit the only thing is is hey guys, this is Pokemon and this is Nintendo. They've got more money than God, especially when it comes to Pokemon. This thing doesn't need to run so fucking bad. It does it just doesn't. Like it's a great game. Like the draw distance sucks. Pop-in happens all the time. When when so if you're out on a field and there's like Pokemon in the field, the frames of animation get worse the further they're away from you to the point where I saw it was a, a, a Zubat flying around on a field and it literally had two frames of animation. It was wings up, wings down, wings up, <laughs> wings down. And there was no frames in between. It was just like click, 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 you know? And it was like, seriously, this is, this is a, first party Pokemon release. Like, come on, what are we doing here? Um, well, and, and especially when you can see how like a similar game, like breath of the wild runs and people were complaining like, Oh, well, breath of the wild didn't run all that great. It ran way better than this. It looked way better than this. I'll yeah. put it that way. Like breath of the wild didn't really have a lot of, I don't remember issues of there being really pop in or anything with breath yeah. of the wild. And you could fly around and, like, hover and do all sorts of weird shit in that game, and there still wasn't a lot of issues with that. But outside of the technical things, which, guys, I'm thinking this is just going to get worse as these releases come out, because it strikes me that a lot of these games probably weren't designed to be released on base Switch hardware. Like, this might be the first one, and then you're going to get Breath of the Wild 2, and then you're going to get Bayonetta 3, that they're going to have to get out because they're not going to wait anymore, I don't think, for these games to release on the new system because who knows when that new system is coming. And and I think you're going to see these problems over and over again. 
because that's that's what this game is like. It's like when you get a PC game and you run it on like the lowest settings. Yeah, that's what it feels like. You know, like I, I feel like I'm missing stuff here by in in like graphic fidelity type things. Um, that being said, the game is fantastic. You should play it. I think you'd actually really like it. No, and that's what I mean. I've heard nothing but good things about it, and I've also heard a lot of people say that they feel this is a really big step forward in the Pokemon franchise, and that basically returning to the way things were after this game would be a mistake, and that it would probably feel obsolete in comparison to what you're doing yeah, now. Yeah, I, I honestly don't know how I would go back to to the old like sword. Sword and Shield feel way better than Shining Diamond. Mm-hmm. And and going back to try to play Shining Diamond at this point is just like, no, I have no desire to go back to that style. It's it. It took this game to make me realize how much I dreaded the Pokemon battle system in the old games. It was like you every time you got spotted by a character and they're like, Oh, let's battle. It was just like, fuck. (laughs) Okay. I guess fine. You know, but it's like, yeah, now with everything being on the map and every, you know, you get to, there's no random encounters. You get, you can just run from things. If it's, you don't want to do it. It's fine. You can just go, uh, you can zoom past Pokemon, you know, like touching them doesn't start a battle. You can just go, um, and, you know, not having other trainers that you have to fight all the time. Like there's a few random trainer battles here and there as you play the game, but it's not the point of the game at all. Yeah. And it, it's like a beautiful marriage between Pokemon, Pokemon snap and like breath of the wild. It, it kind of takes like chunks of each one of those and makes its own game. And it just totally works. It's such a better system for Pokemon, for me anyway. Yeah, and I heard a lot of people kind of say to you that they feel any of the shortcomings and stuff that are this one, like because this is the first one that's kind of like this, that hopefully, like, you know, in the future, there will be the next one like this, and they'll have kind of figured some stuff out that didn't work with this one to improve on the game and kind of make it a little bit better. Like, the only other thing I've heard people really complain about is they wish... I guess that there was more to do in the world itself that sometimes it feels very vacant Sure. that you're just kind yeah. of running around and stuff that they felt that there was more they wish they could engage with and stuff in the world as they're running around. Which is, which is fair. And, and I feel like that comes up to the limitations of the system. Yeah. In, in all honesty, but I, there's always something to do though. Like, you know, it's one of those, like, sure. I, I would like that there would be more to do, but there's always research pages to level up on. There's always like areas to explore. You you get like mounts um, and one of them allows you to dig up treasure. And so each, each area has its own like treasures that you can like sniff around for and dig up. Um, I just got the water mount. So like now there's all these islands that I can go explore that have new Pokemon on them that I didn't see before in, in the older areas, which is cool. So there's, there's a lot of stuff. Have you gotten any shinies yet? I have not. I have not gotten any shinies yet. There's a apparently there's a, a mission where you can get like a shiny ponyta or something like that, but I have not done that one yet. But 
I have not seen any shinies. I'm shiny less. <laughs> but uh but yeah, that's pretty much all I've been playing. It's it's I played it on my lunch breaks. I played it at night before I go to bed. It's really good. It's totally like it's the Pokemon game I've been wanting. So I'm if you if it ever pops up on sale or something, you should snag it. It's good. Yeah, for sure. I'm definitely gonna get it here at some point. But uh outside of that, that's all I've been playing. So uh, should we to- do a little media talk and spoilers and stuff? I mean, I, I have not watched anything, Justin, so I don't know <laughs> if you just want to do spoilers or we just. I mean, and- I'm f- I hear some sirens like I'm down to okay, talk a okay. little, little bit of spoilers here. Uh, well, because- I, will, so I will spoil the shit out of uh, the adventures of Buck Wild on Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> The, the the newest entry in the Ice Age saga, because let me tell you, don't watch it. Holy crap. That is, uh, to be fair, my children, four and eight, loved it because they like the Ice Age movies. But uh, the first tip off to the ripoff is when none of the voice actors from the main movies come back. Oof. Yeah, that's a bad yeah, sign. That's, that's, a, that's a telltale sign that you got a clunker on yeah. your hands. And, uh, and also the animation like does not look finished. Like, you know, ever once in a while when you see, like, animated movies and they'll release, like, deleted scenes and it, they don't have the, like, final pass <laughs> over on the, an, yeah. on the, on the, like, the final, like, layering and, and textures and stuff. That's what this entire movie looked like. Like, there's a scene where Buck and the two opossums are riding on the back of a pterodactyl and, like, the background goes, like, every now and then, like, frames will pop in that are finished. And it's like, oh, there's all this detail and it's gone. And there's all this detail and it's gone. Like as they're flying, like the background like will pop in and out. Like it's it it's awful. It's so bad. And yeah, don't watch it. It's it's atrocious. So that's, that's the literally the only thing I've watched. But yeah. Um, so I watched the new episode of Peacemaker, episode six. There's now two episodes left, and I'm genuinely surprised how good Peacemaker's been. Like, every episode, fantastic. Like, it's been great. Every episode's been funny. Um, the story's really picking up and stuff. We're mm-hmm. getting into, like, the all, like building up to, like, the final kind of, like, big showdown battle thing is, like, getting ready to come up. They set it up for it for next week. Um, the butterflies have kind of taken over the entire police force at this point and are now going after Peacemaker and are basically going to wage war. Um, And so you got that. And then Peacemaker's dad is off at him. So he's also going after Peacemaker with his like KKK Nazi friends and shit. He's the white dragon, which is some like racist like a guy he just got his like put on suit and stuff at the end of the last episode and he's like i'm gonna kill my son and <laughs> so now you got like multiple people coming after him now <laughs> like oh, i want to kill him uh but it's been really funny and really good and i'm really hoping that you know i was telling shannon this last week like i really want them to like give james gunn like a harley quinn show like i think he would knock that shit out of the park 
Like, give him some other just D-list DC people for him to fuck with and make, like, a little, like, eight-episode, six-episode miniseries with them. Like, I think give this man more money because he's <laughs> doing 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 great. The, uh, the, the, are you scared that they're going to some, some horrible individual out there will start like cosplaying as the white dragon at like cons and stuff. Like, do you see that coming? Um, I mean, I can't, I mean, I've been to San Diego comic con and when I went there once there was someone dressed as Hitler. So Jesus, it's like, (laughs) yeah, walking around, it was like him and like three women all dressed in like Nazi garb, like swastikas and all. So it's like, well, you pretty much can't get any worse. I feel like than that already. So (laughs) okay. I, 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 I I retract my question. Oh, Oh, right. And here I am just trying to the... be like funny and be an asshole. And you're like, no, <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm like, no, I've seen it. Thing. I'm like yeah. walking around little blonde hair, fucking blue eye people dressed in oh, fucking Nazi oh, garb. Oh, that's awesome. um, shit. But, but, uh, so I watched that and then I actually caught up on this week on book of Boba Fett, which I know mm-hmm. honestly in my friend circle, as far as I knew, nobody gave a shit about book of Boba yeah. Fett. You guys, right. you guys have, didn't give a shit about book of Boba Fett. Any of my other friends who are all big star Wars nerds, like watched the first like two episodes and fell mm-hmm. off of book of Boba Fett. Like no one in the group chat was talking about it. Um, <laughs> until episode five came out and my friend Tanner was like, Honestly, he's like, fuck, if you haven't been watching it, you don't need to watch episodes one through four. He's like, watch episode five. And I was like, okay, like, I guess it gets good, whatever. And then episode six comes out and he's like, you guys, episode six. He's like, if you don't want it spoiled, he's like, don't go on Twitter. He's like, Twitter's blowing up right now. Never saw anything about Twitter on it, by the way. But he's like, dude, episode six. fantastic so you're, i'm like you're like no one on twitter's talking yeah. about this so yeah. at this point though i'm like all right there's been apparently two good episodes in a row so now i'm curious so i'm like all right i'll i'll check it out so i caught up and watched episodes two through six and let me tell you dude two through four like two wasn't that bad episodes three and four were kind of a slog like oh, one episode was half an hour which was 30 minutes longer than I felt like it needed to be. Right. It was like a bunch of, um, they call them like mods or whatever. And they're mm-hmm. people who get like cyberpunk modifications done to oh, themselves. And they all had these little, um, like hover Vespas and they were each different colors. Like one was like a, like Corvette kind of red. And then one was like a yellow and a blue. And they're like riding through town doing this car chase thing that lasted like 10 minutes. And I'm like sitting there. I'm like, why, why is this even a thing? Like what the fuck is happening right now? Seeing Boba Fett took the chick to the mod place to get her fixed. It was like a past like scene in the past and stuff. And a flashback thing that happened. And this mod shop he took her to, it's like all of a sudden playing some like, blade runner fucking music and this dude looks like little uzi vert and shit's the one like operating on her <laughs> i'm like looking around like <laughs> what the- yeah dude it's like some black dude with like dreads and like fucking mods like a crystal in his fucking forehead and shit and i'm like looking around like where is this i'm like 
this doesn't even if i saw this scene i was like i wouldn't think this was even star wars at this point like i'm like dude what the fuck is going on like where am i in the star wars universe with this because it just kind of looks like they just threw this shit in here um but then we get to episode five and episode five boba Mm -hmm. fett was in it for maybe 30 seconds if that i don't even think he was in it at all actually it was strictly uh, a Mandalorian. Tr- a, a true Boba Fett Star Wars appearance. Just shows yes. up and leaves immediately. Yeah. So the entirety of episode five is starts off with the Mandalorian coming to collect the bounty at this like butcher shop. And he's like, you can either he's like, I can either bring in warm or I can bring in cold. And the guy's like, well, you're not bringing me in at all. And he's like, OK, he's like, looks like I'm bringing in cold and then pulls the fucking dark saber out. And starts just slicing motherfuckers in half with it. I'm like, yes. I was like, this is great. Like, he fucking decapitates the dude. Like, cuts him in half, like, through a fucking table. And (laughs) hurts hurts himself in the process. Like, burns himself with the Darksaber. Because he has trouble wielding it. And goes back. He ends up regrouping with the other, the underground Mandalorian people that, you know, made him his Vescar armor and stuff. He kind of regroups with them. And there's only like two of them left now after the massacre thing in the one season. So he's helping them kind of like rebuild this new base of operations and stuff. And then the, the one dude who's alive challenges him for the dark saber. Cause he's like, my my family's the one that actually helped craft the dark saber and stuff so i have a right to it and i want it back and it has to be won through combat and mm-hmm. mando's like he's like yeah he's like you can try and take it he's like but i'm gonna tell you right now it's gonna end terrible for you like i don't recommend <laughs> you challenging me for this but it's your funeral and they fight for it and the dude ends up losing and the chick's like okay that's enough like no more fighting and she's like well to the other dude, she's like, have you ever taken your helmet off or shown your face? Whatever. He's like, no, never. It's against the code. You know, this is the way. Yeah. And she's like, well, how about you? Have you taken your helmet off? And he wouldn't answer. And it's like, okay, well, I, and she's like, all right, well, because you took your helmet off, um, that's kind of against our creed. And so you're exiled now. So pack yeah. up your shit and fucking leave. And he's like, well, all right, like, fuck guys. And takes the saber and bounces. And I was kind of, that kind of came out of nowhere a little bit. And I was kind of like, I mean, there's only, like, three of you guys left. Can you really afford to yeah, be, like, yeah, excommunicadoing right. 33 and a third percent of the Mandalorians that are left? Of, of uh, your entire, like, society? Yeah, totally. So he bounces, and he had a Veskar spear uh, that, you know, he used. And they're like, okay, well, you can't have that because, you know, that's one of the few things that can actually pierce our armor and kill us. So mm-hmm. you have to get rid of it. And he's like, okay, well, then melt it down. And she's like, okay, well, what do you want me to make? And he's like, make it for, like, a youngling. And he's like, like, a really small youngling. He's like, make something for Grogu. He's like, make Grogu something with the Veskar. So she made him a little chainmail vest. And so he's like, all right, then I'm going to fucking bounce, and I'm going to go find Grogu to go give him this little vest. And he gets a new ship now, and it's like a little pod racer-looking ship thing that's been all decked out. It looks pretty dope. It zips around everywhere. So he has a new ship. So he's like, fuck you guys. He's like, I'm going to go find Grogu. And that's how episode five ends. And then episode six is he finds Grogu. Uh, The planet where Grogu's on, funny enough, is the planet that 
Luke is on in episode eight of oh, the okay. movies, and they're building the little stone, um, the little stone houses. Like robots mm-hmm. are building the first ones of those, and I was like, oh. oh shit! And I was like, that's pretty cool. And I thought it was funny because you know Luke's like, yeah, you know the one chick's like, yeah, you know I'm building a, you know Luke's building schools here, and this is where we're gonna train like the new Jedi's and stuff. And Luke's probably like talking to Grogu. He's like, yeah. You know, building a school here. He's like, might kill my nephew in the future here. Whatever. He's like, <laughs> yeah, whatever. You know, you know yeah, don't, like... don't, don't listen to that. He's like, that's not a problem for you, Grogu. Like, you're fine. <laughs> and so he's training like, I think, Grogu. I mean, you can probably see the future, and it's probably all fucked, but it's it's cool. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're, we're all right. Right. And so you know, he's sitting there looking for him. Luke's training. Luke is there, and Luke's training Grogu. And then the other Ahsoka is that her name? The mm-hmm. other. Yeah, she's there and she has this conversation with how, like, you know, he's there to see Grogu and she's like, I knew your attachment to him would, you know, was strong and stuff. And it was going to be hard for you. And you coming back, she's like, if you show him that you're here and stuff, he's going to want to leave with you and you're going to disrupt his training. So I don't recommend you actually like announcing Mm. your presence here. If you have a gift for him, she's like, I will give him the gift but I don't recommend you seeing him. So he kind of passes, is like, okay, sees him from afar, and is like, all right, I get it, passes her the gift and leaves. And then we get to see some, like, the Jedi training and stuff. And then at the very end, Luke is like, all right, Grogu, well, I'm going to present to you two different things here. And he's like, I have this from the Mandalorian. It's a little Veskar, like, vest and stuff. He's like, Mm -hmm. if you take this, He's like, then our training here is done. He's like, if you pick this, he's like, I will no longer be training you and you will go back with the Mandalorian. And he's like, or, and he pulls out Yoda's lightsaber and he's like, this was my master's lightsaber. He's like, I want this to be yours. And if you take this, he's like, you will be my first student and I will train you in the ways of the force and you will become an amazing Jedi. He's like, but you can only have one of these and I need you to choose now. And then Grogu's like sitting there and then like looks up at the camera and that's how the episode ends. And I'm like, I swear to God, if you don't take that vest, dude, I would yeah, punt you in yeah, the right? river. Man. Like, but also like, what kind of a dick move is that? You know, yeah, like, I'm like, why not let him have both? Like, how about he like, why can't he not be a Mandalorian, like a Mandalorian youngling and a Jedi? Like, let him do both. Right. I'm like, that you're going to be dead in, like, 80 years anyway, and he'll be, like, his version of, like, four. Yeah, <laughs> like, totally. It's so like, like, he, he it's, can take it, both. It's like, he's still a toddler, and he's, like, 100 years old. Like, maybe let he has time, dude. Let him do yeah. both. Like, So I feel like he is probably just going to end up taking it, and that's how he's going to be back in season three of Mandalorian. And this is going to kind of be the filler between season two and three to like, okay, well, we saw them leave, and this is why he's going to be back with the Mandalorian in season three. They they realized when uh, they needed to make a season three, they're like, oh, shit, we need Grogu back. Um, They're like, uh, uh, merchandising calls, Uh, and we need to sell more of these little fucks. So he needs to be back. We've already ordered all these dolls with chain vests, so... (laughs) Dude, what I thought was interesting, too, that I was reading about, and a lot of people didn't know this, and I didn't even know this, so, uh, the, for, Luke looks a lot better 
and like the, what we've seen now than he did at the end of season two, uh-huh. which from what I understand, it's just because that was kind of rushed at the end sure. of season two anyway and stuff. So it looks a lot better and stuff. Um, the way he talks, I mean, it does sound like Luke, but it's still very short, very kind of like to the point. And you come to find out uh, Mark Hamill didn't actually do the voice for Luke. This oh, really? Episode. Uh, it's all AI. Oh, the crazy. entire thing it is they took uh they built i guess in an interview thing they brought it up and they built this program that they fed the first three star wars movies to and then a bunch of other shit that mark Hamill like uh the star wars like books on tape or something that like mark hamill read oh, and wow. just other other media from mark hamill like at that time period and stuff in his life during the star wars movies and just fed it all to this machine to do machine learning for his like voice so that they could basically just make him say whatever they need him to say. That's insane. So it's That's not him crazy. at all. It's all machine generated. And I'm like, I would have never guessed that that was machine-generated, like, speech. And that's kind of scary that that's kind of the point we're getting to where they could basically just do that. Like, just you don't even need actors anymore. Just, uh, yeah. you know, uh, do the oh – God, what's that just merge someone's face onto someone else's thing, uh, have their voice, and yeah. just make it that. Like, you don't even need actual actors anymore. You can just make your own actors at this point. Wow, that's nuts. That's crazy. Well, I mean, I guess that's where we're at, though. You know, if you're going to tell these stories with these characters, it's like... Deep fake. That's what I was looking yeah. for. The, yeah, the deep fake, the face and stuff on. It's like, like yeah, you're going to... I mean, deep fake... Han Solo next and Princess Leia and all this shit. Like it's coming. Um, yeah, that's nuts. But I also am not regretting skipping book of Boba Fett from the sounds of it. No, for sure. And like where it's kind of ending up is they're kind of recruiting Boba Fett is recruited, like recruiting the Mandalorian, whatever he's going to war for the seat of Jabba's like throne or whatever. Uh, Okay. So he's building an army, basically, and they recruited the Mandalorian to help them fight because they need warriors. And he's like, well, I owe Boba Fett one anyway, so I'll do it on the house. Gotcha. Um, it, so I know I need to watch Peacemaker. Like, that's 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 definitely on my radar. The other one I, I really want to watch is uh, the new Jack Reacher show that's on Amazon Prime. I've actually heard really good things about it. Too. Yeah. I had someone else recommend that to me too. Now that you're like the second person that's brought that up. That's like, this is actually good. Yeah. Everyone, because I'll be honest, I was kind of like on the fence about it. Like I, I, I don't mind the Jack Reacher properties and the Tom Cruise movie. I thought was a laughable because you know, Jack Reacher is like six foot five and 280 pounds in the books. And it's like, you know, Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise is like five one on a good day. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's like, you know, I don't, I don't need to see him as Jack Reacher. Um, but yeah, like I've had more than a few people be like, no, no, no. Watch that show. It's, it's good. And so I'm kind of, I think that one's going to be on my docket soon. I I'm ready for moon Knight, man. I'm ready. I'm ready for some more MCU stuff. It's been, it's been too long. Yeah. So. I'm ready for moon Knight, and I'm actually really excited for season three of the boys. Yeah. Really and then there's that like three. animated, boys show that they're releasing is that it? I, ha- I i haven't even heard of that yeah they, I, I saw they released a trailer i haven't watched it yet but uh we should we should discuss next week our thoughts on that um 
I will also just say real quick, uh, the new season 25 of South Park also started. <laughs> and I watched that. And I just want to say one of my favorite moments from the first episode was basically the general premise is uh, the class. It's pajama day at school or pajama days coming up. And the Cartman and Kenny, like their class loses the right for pajama day for that day. So they're pissed off. So they're trying mm-hmm. to figure out what they're going to do to get pajama day back. And so they're like, guys, we need to team up with the girls and figure this out. And so they have a meeting in Cartman's basement and they're like, all right, guys, you know why we're all here. Like we need to figure out what we're going to do. You know, we're not happy that we're not getting pajama day and we need to Mm -hmm. find out a way to show everybody that we're not happy that we're not getting pajama day to get it back. And Butters like raises his hand. He's like, yeah, Butters is Butters is like, well, he's like, we, we could try shooting up the school. And Cartman's (laughs) like, Cartman's like, that's a great idea, but it's been done a lot lately. And I'm like, oh, God Jesus. damn it, that destroyed me. I was like, dude, uh, that's so fucking sad and true at the same time. Yeah. It's like, uh, God damn it. <laughs> <sighs> Jesus. Well, on that note, how about you uh y- y- you take us in for a landing here? You got it. You know what, guys? <laughs> Thank you guys for Listening to another episode of That Pixel Life Podcast. Sorry about uh, the switch from Zencaster to Skype. We, I, we don't know what happened. We tried multiple times to get it to work, and it didn't. So if the quality shifted and it bugged you, sorry. Hopefully, you know, next week it'll be working. I don't know if it was something on Zencaster's side or our side or what was really happening with that. But hopefully it'll be figured out by next week. And uh, Hopefully next week you'll get to hear Shannon's uh, lovely little voice as well. Hopefully he's caught mm-hmm. up more on some Attack on Titan because the season's been insane and I really want to talk to him about I, it. I'll, I'll be I'll be honest. I made it like a minute and a half <laughs> last week when you guys were talking about that. I, I, I was talking to Shannon yesterday. He's like, yeah, at the end of it, we were like, thanks, Zach, for hanging in there. I'm like, I did not. I was out. Like, <laughs> there was, was no just like, hanging. You're like 90 yeah. seconds and I was out the door. Yeah. Uh, but yes, and if you guys listened to our anime corner last time and stuck around, then you know we appreciate that. And uh, you know, if you did enjoy anime corner last week, why don't you uh, give us a review on iTunes or Spotify? You know, and uh, let us know if you do like anime corner. If you want to hear more about anime corner, and uh, Zach, if Robbie was here, what do you think Robbie would say? Robbie would say, "Hey guys." I just had got done feeding my chickens, watering them and stuff, and I walked back to my house there to get my phone so I could play a video game on it. And all of a sudden, I heard a big boom. I looked back out my door, and the electric pole fell, and the lines were falling, and the jail tacklers sideways into the fence. And as a guy come out sc- screaming and squalling. <laughs>